What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. Glad that you joined us. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the host of the Loop Live show. Today, we have very special guests with us. We've got Philip and Vincent from Common Hymnal. And we're going to talk about what's happening over at Common Hymnal, their music. If you've not listened to Common Hymnal, I highly recommend you go check them out on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. They've got a new song, Amazing Grace, which we're going to talk about a little bit. And uh, any questions you have, type them into the chats, wherever you're watching from. And I'm excited about this interview. So let's go ahead and bring in Philip and Vincent from Common Hymnal. What's up, guys? What's up? Good morning. <laughs> Man, good to see you guys. Where Where are you located in the world right now? So we're actually, we're actually both located in uh, Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee. So okay. that's where I'm at right now. Yep. Just different sides of the city. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Awesome. So maybe just just for people who don't know who you are, let's just give each of you like a couple minutes, just introduce yourself and uh, what you do with Common Hymnal. Yeah. Uh, Vincent, you first. <laughs> Vincent first. Do you want to go? You want to go, Vincent? Yeah, are you, well, you might be muted, bro. All right, Philip, how about you go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. So um, my name is Philip Joubert. Uh, I am a writer with Common Hymnal. I've been uh, writing music and uh, pursuing artistry since I was about 19. I'm in my early 30s now. So um, really grateful for the journey, really grateful uh, for the community of artists and uh, creators that got to put me around. And uh, yeah, really happy to be here today. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, my name is Vincent Charlo, and I am a producer, songwriter, um, among other things, <laughs> music-wise, a musician. And I've been involved with Common Hymnal in those capacities for three years now. That's awesome. How long has Common Hymnal been around? Do you guys know? I want to say since about 2015. 2015. I came on board 2019. I think Vincent came on 2020. Cool. Yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us your guys' story, like individually. Like, how did you get started with music? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I think we can both speak to growing up as church musicians. I played guitar, bass, drums, and and whatever uh, they had lying in the closet (laughs) at the church. And uh, I would just be present for any Sunday gathering that they needed a musician. And that led to me working with other church musicians uh, in the Bahamas. That's where I'm from originally. Um, So I grew up playing in the church in the Bahamas. And that led to learning production in various capacities. Uh, which lets me to where I'm at today, writing and doing all these amazing yeah. things. That's awesome. What about you, Philip? Yeah, uh, so I'm also very much so a born and raised church kid. I was a six to seven days a week in church. So uh, growing up in the 90s, especially, I was heavily influenced by gospel music. Um, I started as a drummer and I didn't get into like playing keys or, or doing my own thing until I got into my late teens, like 19, 20. Yeah. And um, I was I never thought I would be an artist, 
but there were things that kept happening in my life that kind of pushed me in the direction of artistry. And then I, uh, mind you, like I said, I grew up in a very church environment. So it was, I was not allowed to listen to anything that wasn't, you know, Christian, anything like that. And so when I started rapping around 19, it was very much so like a God thing because it mm-hmm. did, I don't come from that at all. Um, but, but God has given me a lot of really, uh, really unique opportunities to be, uh, introduced to and involved with a lot of different types of music, whether that's going all the way back to marching band and jazz band and concert music, or we're talking about rap music and gospel and rock and all kinds of different stuff. Those are, I just, I just grabbed from a million different influences and and God has opened the doors to make it make sense. Yeah. It's awesome. So you guys are both a part of common hymnal for people who are watching this and have no idea who common hymnal is never even heard of it before. Can you guys just speak into what is Common Hymnal? What's some of the work you guys are doing? Um, yeah. And then maybe share just like what the experience has been like. So sure. what is Common Hymnal? Let's just start there. Like, What, what is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. And then Vincent, if, you, if I'm missing something, hit me up, man. Um, sure. So I would say Common Hymnal is, is two things. Common Hymnal is both a, uh, a family of artists and creatives Um, And it's also somewhat of a publishing initiative. And so the idea is that in the Christian music world, there is a mainstream, there is a, you know, uh, a most regularly approachable lane and many artists don't fit in that lane. And Common Hymnal is kind of geared towards and and envisioned behind providing a lane for those people, uh, providing a space where if you are, uh, gifted in multiple areas, that those multiple areas are welcome. And the, the unique position of Common Hymnal is that we are focused on worship with a social conscience. So we don't want to use worship music and the, the exaltation of God and spiritual language as a means of ignoring the realities of life or ignoring the tragedies of life or not speaking to injustice as the scripture calls us and demands that we do. Uh, we want to be able to harmonize the beauty of creativity and music and art and expression with the the solemn um solemn real heartfelt understanding that god is the god of all people and not just the people who may be doing really well he's also the god of the people who are really going through it and so that's kind of the mission of what common Hill does we write songs that are focused towards jesus but often talk about topics that a lot of mainstream christianity just doesn't want to talk about necessarily it's not as popular but we're really grateful for that opportunity because it has allowed us to reach people that much of the mainstream isn't reaching right now just to be totally frank so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's awesome phil phil pretty much said it all but um again just neatly summarize we try to write where the sky meets the land and where the voices of those are on the margins that don't often get heard and that's a a, a lot of what our songwriting will revolve around still while um obviously keeping christ at the center and exalting god as the one who is sovereign over all things uh, but it gives us a unique perspective to to really convey what it feels like to have faith in the moment, um, not yeah. just in the, not just for the end, but for the present. Yeah, that's really and I'll great. Also say, I'll also say, as far as speaking to my experience within Common Hymnal, um, it, it's hard to briefly summarize what Common <laughs> Hymnal has yeah. meant to me and so many of us. When I use the term family, I do not use that term loosely. 
I don't just ride for just anybody. I don't come from an environment where we just call everybody brother and sister. If you not, if we don't believe you, you're not family. You know, I come from a very big family. My my grandmother's one of 18 kids. So when I talk about family, it's a big deal to me. And and Common Hymnal really is very much a family. It's and, and not in the sense of who's in, who's out, but in the sense of when you're here, you're welcome. And all of you is welcome. And so when we come to to write, uh, when we come to write songs, you know, we're encouraged like don't focus on trying to write another hit. Don't focus on trying to, 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 to break into the charts. We want you to focus on being the most authentic expression of what God has created you to be and to say what God is calling us to say in this time and in this season. And, and that allows for the realest, most fun moments. And so when we get together, we go hard for a few days and in That's like true. two, three days, you're talking about 20, 30 plus songs written and often recorded, often video shot. When we go, we go. But also at the same time, it's joking, it's laughing, it's a lot of clowning, a lot of dancing and just having fun at the same time. So it really is a beautiful family effort and a, and a, a really honest, organic environment. And it's the most fun I've ever had songwriting ever. I never did group writing before because of hip hop culture. We don't we don't share lyrics in hip hop culture. And when you get over to, to doing other things, it's like, wow, this is a really welcoming environment. And I've grown exponentially as a songwriter and as an artist as a result of that community. So, yeah. Would you say you guys are trying to write songs that people would sing in church or songs for people to listen to? And I think that's the beauty of what we're doing. Um, it's both and. Uh, we, uh, the majority of us have jobs in the church or are involved in the church or we're involved in the church. So that naturally compels us to write things that can be sung. Um, but also we have a large catalog of songs which are just there to listen to. I think it's even kind of in, in, in the title of what we do, Common Hymnal. Uh, we are and we aspire to be a hymnal. And if you've ever been involved in a liturgical church that had a hymn book, you know there's some hymns that you maybe have sung once <laughs> in your whole <laughs> yeah. life. Some that's your personal, that will be your personal favorite, uh, but others won't rock with. You know, that that's not, that doesn't connect with them. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of what we're doing. Um, we have songs that could be sung faithfully every other Sunday, every Sunday. And we have some songs that are just for you uh, in your prayer closet or for you while you're driving in your car trying to get hyped up for work, which is why we have such a range. Uh, a lot of our, the majority of our music is worship, is singer and songwriter. But we also have hip hop. We also have some spoken word poetry. Um, we also have uh, what we um, what we call truth be told, these spoken word pieces put to music. And we yeah. even have some art and some poetry on uh, written poetry on our website. It's just the beauty of being a hymnal, I think. Yeah, I love that. What does songwriting look look like for you guys? Man, songwriting for me is about meeting a need. So that's really how I function as an artist personally um, and as a creative in general. Whatever the need is, is what I want to hone in on. So when we come together to write, um, oftentimes we have prompts, but a lot of other times it's, hey, man, this is what's on my heart. This is what God is talking to me about. What do you guys think about this? Can we write something about it? And we kind of just start throwing ideas out and um, 
And generally speaking, most of us are pretty seasoned songwriters and, 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 and that's a real blessing because it makes the process a lot more, the, the, we're all fluent in that language, you know, and, and yeah. when we're not uh, understanding each other, we, we, we are assuming positive intent. So it's not like, a, why don't you just say the thing I want? Nobody's trying to call over each other for lines. It's a, it's a process of how do we get this message in a way that it's artistic expression. Um, and then we also consider what's the function of this song? Is this song meant to be a, a vertical worship song to Jesus? Is it meant to be a horizontal response to Jesus or a horizontal response to the way that the spirit is calling us to live in this world? Or is this song meant to disrespect your neighbors at two o'clock in the morning when you play it loud? Like <laughs> what is the purpose of this song? And whatever that purpose is, we want to lead into that. And a lot of times, man, I'll tell you, even there was a song that we just recently wrote and I can't wait for it to come out. And as we were writing this song, uh, one of our writers kind of redirected us like, hey, I think what we're trying to do is this, but we're doing this. And so we have these pivot moments in the song, right? And often that ends up being the thing that takes the song to the next level. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely a process and based off the need and, and kind of what we're trying to do. What, what would you say, Betsy? Yeah, I would, I would say, I would echo what you said, but also say that um, it's not just about the intent. It's also about the story. And the narrative. And I, I think that's where the beauty of all of our contributors being together in the same place uh, starts to just come forth. Because me, I'm more of a, a storyteller when I write. I try to hone in on what the narrative, narrative is, and I surrender my heart and my thoughts to that story and try to just drum up the language that we need. Um, but uh, other people are very intent focused. So Going back to our last writing camp in Nashville a few weeks ago, uh, we were writing a song based on the idea of jubilee. And what does that look like? You know, I I had a I had a lot of imagery in my head about what that might have been. And someone else said, "Well, what is what is it's like a met- metaphor, like a withered tree, <laughs> or like mm-hmm. a yeah. child with their face against the window pane, waiting for their father to come home." Yeah. You know, it when you when you have these worlds meet, I, I think the narrative and the intent all start to come together and inform the songs that we're writing. And I, I think that's that kind of really captures the experience of what it's like, uh, not just as individuals to write, but as a group, to get together and say, what does the song want? Right. And then listen. Uh, listen to the spirit within you. Listen to the hearts around you. And all of a sudden, things start to just yeah. bloom from the soil. Yeah. What? Let's talk a little bit about Amazing Grace. So you guys released this version of Amazing Grace. I've listened to it. It's killer. Tell us the story about this because it ta- I feel like it takes some guts, you know, to take Amazing Grace and uh, make a version of it. You know, what do you guys tell us the story behind that song and how you guys? Before you tell the actual story, Phil, yeah. I, I just want to say it was one of the most amazing moments of 2021 to sit in a in a office in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and write with four other beautiful souls. Um, we were tasked with, for the, uh, is it the 250th anniversary yeah, of Amazing Grace? For yeah. the 250th anniversary of Amazing Grace, uh, with doing something with it that harkens to its origins. Hmm. Um, and with that, I'm going to let Phil tell the story. He tells it so well. 
Sure. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know, who may be watching this and you may be familiar with yourself, you know, Amazing Grace was written by a man who was a former slave owner. And so he wrote it kind of out of conviction and out of recognizing like his his real need for God. He wrestled with what that looked like um, through his life, you know, in, in a climate where the owning of slaves is a normal thing in society. And yet as a believer, he's finding himself conflicted. And it took time in that process. And he ends up writing this beautiful song and so you know he he writes this song connected to a community of people and the community of people that he was connected to often is not connected to the virgins of amazing grace that are most prominent today if we're just going to be honest and so in light of that it's like how do we connect this timeless song to the time we're in right now how do we reflect it in a way that's authentic to our culture as as songwriters you know we were all uh, all of, all of us who who wrote are all uh black songwriters who were influenced by the black church in one way or another and so that gospel sound is coming from an authentic place it's not coming from like how do we impose the gospel sound on this it's like it's actually how do we authentically represent ourselves in this way and then also when we got to rewriting uh some of the verses it's like what can we what can we say that really honors the legacy of this song but then also kind of takes that message into now and so that's what that process was and uh i gotta i gotta give a, a big shout out to my man marvin huggins uh my man uh dj griffin and my brother nabil Ince, who were uh, the other uh writers and producers on the record and nabil man that guy's a genius when it comes to keys so he started getting some ideas after that completely flipped the sound of what we even worked with in the original right and when we heard it, we were like Oh, this is exactly what we need. Do this, Nabil. Do this, Nabil. Yeah. You know, exactly. the process of getting Nabil, uh, of, of getting uh, Amazing Grace finished was a, a series of stacks of things like, okay, let's start with the writing and then let's start with the chords and then let's get to the singing and then let's get more people singing on it and then let's change the feel. In it. And when it came out, it was like, oh, this feels like exactly wow. what we needed to hear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it, it's, I mean, I am like an honored guest on the ride with that song like i know i was yeah. in the room i know we wrote on it and everything but yeah, that yeah. thing does not feel mine it does not feel like it belongs to me or vincent Ray. it is Same. a gift from god to us that we got to give to the world and i'm really yeah. glad yeah. yeah the spirit in the room during the right was incredible i i yeah. i would say there there are a few moments i can point to where i could feel that the spirit of god was tangibly palpably yeah uh, present in the room and oh yeah, that was one of those. We we finished the song right. It, it happened very unexpectedly. How the song, how we just started writing. At the end of it, we all felt at peace and on one yeah. accord. And of course, Phil said there was an evolution to the song. I'll tell yeah. you the text message threads of changes and what we should, <laughs> we should do here were were wild. Um, but yeah. I'm very thankful to Common Hymnal and the beautiful souls that contribute, including uh, Brother DJ, Brother Marv, and Brother Nabil. Um, who really helped to make this song be and evolve into what it is today. Yeah, it's awesome. I love the time signature. Uh, mm. You know, it's in 4-4, four, four, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. unique. And then um, the bridge that you guys added. So we actually have a um, we actually have all the multi-track stems for sale on Loop Community. So if people wanted to do that song in live performance, we have all the stems for it. Highly recommend you guys go check out listen listen to that song. It's it's such a cool version of that. Thanks for telling the story. So, um, what are you guys seeing right now in music for the church? 
or like in Christian music? Like what, what, what's God doing? I would say that it, it can be wrapped up in, in, in the scripture that God is close to the brokenhearted. Um, hmm. We are in an age of, let me, let me word this carefully, but we, we are in an age where it's easy to feel unseen. Um, there are a flood of influencers and powers that are hungry to define who you are for you and define what your life should be. And we sometimes forget uh, that you hear the wind coming, <laughs> but you do not know where it's going <laughs> afterwards. And yeah. so it is with the spirit of God uh, that God often moves in ways that we cannot understand and won't understand it until we say it retrospectively, oh, that's what was going on at that time. Yeah. And I think we're in a place in life where the spirit is is moving hearts, not just individually, uh, but hearts on mass peoples to pay attention to what's going on at the margins. Um, I would say that the spirit of God speaks most clearly uh, through those who are often unseen So when you hear the unique sounds of worship music coming out today, um, when you have groups like Common Hymnal uh, that are giving voices to those individuals, those peoples, those stories that aren't being told, uh, is where you'll see what's going on with Christian music and where it will be going. Um, So I, I imagine in the next decade, two decades, a lot of music and Christian music will shift towards that uh, to what uh, one of our, what I found in Malcolm Duplessis called group sports, um, (laughs) where we really come together and try to hear the stories that God is wanting to tell through his people, those seen, unseen, heard, and unheard, um, planted and some out of the soil. (laughs) You know, that's where God is moving in this mysterious way. Yeah, I, I would I would I would also just tag on and say I feel I, I see I see God moving heavily in Christian music right now, actually. Um, but I don't think God is moving the way that we're used to seeing God move. And so I've gotten old enough now to live through a few eras of music that's coming from the church. And I'm a I'm I am one of those people, I'm still a big champion of the church personally. I love the church. I love um I love the church like as an institution when it's done right. I like, I love it. Like I, I, I love the music that comes from believers in Jesus. I think the sound of people singing to Jesus in a room and the spirit breaking out in a, in a room meeting that sound is like nothing else you can find anywhere. And I believe that what's happening right now in, uh, in, in the, some of the implosions that we're seeing even in Christian culture is God calling us back to a place of authenticity and God calling us back to a place where we cannot manufacture something that simulates his presence, that simulates the presence of God or simulates the power of God, but that we're actually doing um, and saying the things that we've been called to really do and say so that we see authentic representation of what God is doing coming from the church. And so I think that, I think COVID has pushed people to, to the to the brink of their fakeness. I think if we are going to be fake and we are going to be all put together that COVID has really pushed it to like 
are, are we going to really still do that? Like I, I, I found that in the heat of quarantine, it was hard to find music that came from the church that felt like it could speak to our lament. And I think that God is calling us back to a place where we honor lament, where we don't hide from the tears anymore, where we don't hide from, hey, God, we lost a lot of people over the last couple of years, like a lot of people, people who were close to us that we didn't expect to lose. Where are you? And then God wants to reach through us in that time. And so, um, yeah, I think authenticity is going to be huge for the future of what God is doing, what's happening uh, from the church. And 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 I think uh, also that God is challenging people to really reach into what they sound like and not continue to emulate the sounds that have been out. And so the majority of us are singing music that is coming from a, a small handful of places. And there's so many people that Jesus has saved and so many people that the Holy Spirit is working through. I'm like, there's gotta be other writers out here. It can't just yeah. be us all doing karaoke every Sunday. And so mm-hmm. I really think that that, um, that, that, that God is opening up, um, he is opening up opportunities for music to come forth that is really going to truly represent his people and not just represent what it looks like when we when we are polished and produced, but really represent what does it look like when people who have been changed by Jesus start singing about it. And, yeah. and that's what I'm excited about because I don't think that a lot of what we're doing that we're used to is going to last another 10 years. I think we're going to be challenged continuously in culture. But my hope is that I know God has not changed no matter what culture does. And so God's going to continue to raise up voices uh, who are, are going to sing what he's saying to sing. And, yeah. and and not just seeing what what is going to get them charting. Hopefully, yeah. all that makes sense. Yeah, it's good. I love what you guys are doing. So, what's next for Common Hymnal? What are you guys working on? Give us a sneak peek. Things. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> We're currently in the midst of releasing our current our next worship project, which is called No More Wasted Years. Uh, we've released three singles from it so far. Um, we've released the title track, No More Wasted Years. Uh, we've released Breaking Me Down, and we've released another track written by Brother Phil himself, No Vacant Thrones, that just released last Friday. And that's three of 11, I believe. So we're in the midst of finishing that up. And like Phil said, at our last writing cap, I think we wrote close to 30 songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not over over 30 songs. And yeah. I know we recorded like 20-some of them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not enough, yeah. So when you guys do those writing camps, when you guys do those writing camps, do you go into the writing rooms with a theme that you have to write on? Or is it just like free for all? Like, hey, someone has an idea and we jump on it and you continue. Or do you go in with like a very specific, like we're writing a song about blank? Both and both. And sometimes we'll get directives say, hey, um, could we what does it look like to write a response to a national tragedy Mm -hmm. um, to help people process their grief? Yeah. Um, what is it like to write a song from uh, about the loss of life and processing that? So we, we do get directives uh, and then we'll have space for both. I, I think yeah. that's the beauty and the challenge yeah. of it. Uh, we'll get these directives and then we're, yeah. after you see what other people have done, say, oh, how did you write that? You get a fire within you and you're like, oh, well, we can write about this. We can write about that. Yeah. How, how many people are a part of Common Hymnal? I don't have a number. It's a lot. There's, is it like 30 or is it like 100? Yeah, yeah. So 
I would say within the amount of people who have been connected to what we do, I would say it's within 100. It's definitely over 20. It's yeah. probably, I would say somewhere within a 20 to 50 person range of people uh, in different times, in different seasons. The, the beauty of Common Handle is we're not like a, a group in the sense of like, who the oh, whole work here's common hymnal the group and then you know it means this person this person like yeah. we are all individuals who have different things going on apart from what we do as a whole but when we come together as a whole it's for the benefit of the whole and it blesses everybody and yeah. so it's it's really a matter of of availability and um and what is where again where does the need where does the need come in so when we did a hip hop camp obviously we're not going to have 30 singer songwriters on a hip hop project because everybody don't rap, but we'll get the ones that rap and we'll get the ones that produce and bring them in here and then just let them yeah. do them, you know? So it, 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 there is a, there's a number of us and it's also, it's international. God has been really kind and yeah. blessed with people from all over the place. We have yeah. Africans yeah. involved. We have Swedes involved. We have Asians involved. We have, you know, it's, it's really like um, uh, uh, a move of people just coming together saying hey when i'm here i'm here and yeah, that's what yeah. the beauty of the camps is so yeah it's hard it's 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 easily if you were to look at all of the things we've ever done as common hymnal all of the content we released um it's easily over 100 to 120 contributors yeah um, those who've been apart for a short, short season those who are here for longer seasons uh, those who just wanted to give a, a specific piece for you. It's like a, um, Bishop Desmond Tutu's daughter, uh, Nantambi Tutu, has contributed spoken word pieces yeah. to our hymnal, to our to our collection. So uh, it, that's an interesting question because sometimes it's literally someone who just wants to share a spoken word piece and never do anything again. And people who right. really want to dig yeah. in and write over and over and be present over and over. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you guys, it's been great meeting you. Thanks for taking the time to share about Common Hymnal and uh, love what you guys are doing. Really good music, good songwriting and needed songs that are really needed for the church and for believers and for anyone, really. These are like really um, healing songs I found as I was listening to them. So um, thank, thank you guys for taking the time. It was nice meeting you both. Thank and, you so uh, much, man. Yeah. It blesses us too. Like I enjoy, I enjoy what God is doing through the squad. I'm always happy every yeah. time. It's really, it's a family reunion whenever we get together, and it's, it's, it's really a joy to 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 have been blessed with the opportunity to be a part of something like this. Yeah, because um, it's, it's it's blessing a lot of people, and it's reaching the people who, yeah. who often are not reached. And I'm I'm just really really grateful, mm-hmm. really grateful. Yeah. yeah, you guys have a great Such leader a with Malcolm. Such a such a good man. Salute so, the brother. He never wants us to. He never. He never wants to be on camera. He don't know, need his name in light. You know, you know he can't say that we're talking him. about him right now. But it's still the truth. God bless you, and man. We love you, my brother. That's part of what makes him great. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, you guys. Nice meeting you. Have a great day, and thanks for joining Same us. To you. Such Thank an you. honor. Thank See you. Yeah. Take care. All right, guys, thanks for joining us for this Loop Live episode. If you have not listened to Common Hymnal, make sure you go check out their music wherever you listen to music. I would recommend you start with Amazing Grace. And once you've listened to it, if you want to implement it at your church, get the tracks. They're all on Loop Community. Go get the chart at Song Select. And uh, I think you're going to really be blessed by their music. So thanks again to Common Hymnal for joining us for this episode. 
and make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay tuned for future interviews. Until next time, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments, wherever you're listening, watching from, what you thought. Make sure you send us a message. Subscribe to our channel, YouTube, Facebook, and stay tuned for more from Lip Community. Thank you.